2: From the moment we find out we're pregnant, we're told we need to take these prenatal vitamins. And it makes sense. We know our bodies are working overtime to make tiny humans, but what are these vitamins actually doing for us? And what should we be looking for in a prenatal vitamin? And perhaps more importantly, what should we try to avoid? Today, we're learning all about the ingredients inside prenatal vitamins. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Welcome to Preggy Pals. I am Sunny. I'll be your host today. Just a little bit about myself. I have four kiddos, only three pregnancies. So yes, that includes a set of twins. I am not currently pregnant, but we do have a couple of awesome guests joining us today who are, and we're going to introduce them in just a bit. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which keeps you updated on all of the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then check out our membership club. It's called Mighty Moms because you guys are all amazing, mighty women. And that's where we chat more about the topics we discuss here on our show. It's also an easy way to learn about our recordings. So perhaps you can join us live. So let's meet today's panel of guests. We have two very pregnant mamas joining us today, Trisha and Natalie, as well as our expert, Doreen Block. So Trisha, this is your first time on a podcast. I'm going to put you on the spot. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Great. Yeah. First time on a podcast. (laughs) So this is my first pregnancy, first kiddo. And I know really nothing about prenatal vitamins other than I picked the one that tasted good. So I'm looking forward to maybe learning some more and uh, maybe making some slightly more informed decisions next time around.
2: (laughs) Now you're about ready to have your baby. How many weeks are you now? Just a little over 38 weeks. (laughs) Very, very impatient. Oh, my goodness. Well, good luck. Super exciting. I'm glad the baby held out for today's recording. Um, and Natalie is joining us. So you guys, Natalie is the new host of our other show on New Mommy Media called Newbies, which is focused on, it's a gr- actually a great podcast for you guys to subscribe to now because you guys are going to have your babies and then you need to know what to do with your babies once they come out. <laughs> so Natalie is the host of that show. Natalie, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Natalie Gross. And yes,
4: please come join us over at Newbies. We have a lot of fun over there as well. So I am 35 weeks pregnant, just a little bit behind Trisha with my second, a girl, and I also
2: have a three-year-old boy. All right. Welcome to the show. And Doreen, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, everyone. My name is Doreen and I am the founder
0: and CEO of Element, which is the company revolutionizing prenatal vitamins. I studied nutrition science at Stanford University and prior to founding Element, my background was in data science. So I am a numbers person who is also obsessed with health and wellness. And I'm a mom to an amazing
2: four-year-old son named Ethan. Awesome. Thank you for being with us. Okay. So I have a question for you guys before we go to commercial break. I want to know how informed you were about prenatal vitamins before you started taking them. So I think Trisha, it was you that said, ah, it kind of tasted good, (laughs) which I think a lot of women are in that boat. So let's talk about this a little bit. Trisha, what was it? You know, Did you get any kind of information from your doctor or walk me through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Sorry, I jumped the gun on the topic. (laughs)
3: Um, so the prenatal vitamin I picked, it was basically uh, I was looking for a gummy because I thought that I had heard that vitamins are better if you if they're chewable because you absorb more of it than if it's in like a hard pill form. So I was just at the grocery store, saw Smarty Pants, and uh, got them, and they tasted good. So I stuck with them, and my doctor really never asked much about like what prenatal vitamin I was taking, and then. Uh, like three-fourths of the way through pregnancy, my sister was like, oh, you should be taking a uh, prenatal DHA too. So I added that one in and that's about about all I know, just
2: word of mouth. Okay, so does that mean you're taking two different prenatals now? You're still taking the gummies and Mm -hmm. then the other one that was suggested? Wow, Mm -hmm. look at you. (laughs) Okay, all right, Natalie, what about you? What are you taking? So...
4: (laughs) I have been switching. So right now, currently, I'm taking the one-a-day vitamin, Mm -hmm. um, the gummy kind. Before that, I was taking Ollie, which I found out through like an Instagram influencer marketing. They were talking about the Ollie vitamin, and I really love the taste of that. But I've kind of just been going with like availability and price. I, you know, like Trisha said, my OB and my midwife haven't really asked what kind I'm taking or given me any sort of guidance On that. So I've just been going with, like, okay, what's there when I go to the store, when I run out, um, and what tastes good?
2: (laughs) You know, I was always surprised by this because I had the same experience when I was pregnant, too. No one talked to me about the type of prenatal. Now, I brought it up one time, I remember. I brought it up because I have kind of a sensitive stomach. And I was told with the gummy vitamins that those could be easier on your stomach. So I remember talking to an OBGYN about that. And they just kind of seem like, oh, yeah, well, whatever works for you. But like nobody talked to me about this. And this is it seems kind of strange to me, which Doreen, I definitely want to get your take on this, because this is why you started your company. Like, you yes. know, the, the vitamins, the nutrients that our bodies are, you know, need are all a little bit different. And I'm just I'm kind of perplexed that more education hasn't gone into this.
0: It's exactly right where to begin. Um, I mean, when I was pregnant about five years ago now, I had a very similar ex- experience to everything that um, Natalie, Trisha, and Sunny that you're sharing. I actually knew, to be honest, very little about pregnancy and birth broadly. So yeah. being a kind of research-driven person, I immediately started to learn as much as I could about this, you know, what would become a life-changing milestone for me. And I knew I needed to take a prenatal because of the folic acid. I think people hear maybe more about that. But the conversation with my doctor was really leaving me feeling like there had to be more to the story. The doctor basically told me, it doesn't matter what product you use. They're all the same. But then you look at the label and you see different ingredients, different dosages, different form factors. So I... Um, like what Trisha is is doing now, had to sort of cobble together my own supplement routine from multiple brands, trying to figure out the optimal timing. Um, I sort of joke that I feel like I got a PhD in prenatal supplements. And it just <laughs> seemed to me that there had to be a better, more personalized way. So it took about three years for me to really understand the full story, talking to OBGYNs, dietitians, fertility specialists, manufacturers. And that's what led me to creating Element, which is truly superior in terms of bioavailability, simplicity, uh, wellness, et cetera. But the, the problem is really there that there's no FDA approval in this category, which makes it kind of a free-for-all and makes people really susceptible to um, the kind of marketing that's online. And people are just regularly switching their prenatal all the time because they're not sure what's best for them.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, we're going to dive into that. We're going to learn more about the ingredients that are in prenatals and as well as ingredients that we should try to avoid right after this break. <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. today we're talking all about prenatal vitamins. And again, it's a topic that I really never learned a lot about despite having four children. Now, Doreen Block is the founder of Element, a company that is reinventing the prenatal by customizing it for each person's needs. So Doreen, like are all prenatal vitamins, do they all have the same ingredients or are different vitamins, you know, do they kind of vary a little bit? It definitely
0: varies. What you will see most often is that there are different dosages and different form factors. So, for example, nearly all prenatals, you will see some version of folate or folic acid. The reason for that is there have been very um, significant volumes of clinical studies that have shown that that particular ingredient is really critical in the first trimester for neural tube uh, formation. So, The challenge, though, comes in in terms of, well, which form do you need? And there's been a lot of debate, especially on social media over the last, I would say, 18 months to two years about, should you be taking synthetic folic acid or methylfolate? Um, And most prenatals will have one or the other, uh, but that's just one out of, I would say, 30 other ingredients that you might see within a prenatal vitamin, everything from the different B vitamins, thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, et cetera, all the way to um, less common ingredients like potassium is not always included, omega-3s, CoQ10, lutein, zeaxanthin. So there is a huge range and um, it can get very complex.
2: Yeah, I mean we hear a lot about folic acid. That seems to be the big buzzword, you know. And I think when I did ask my OBGYN about it, they said, well, just make sure it has enough folic acid. Like I know mm-hmm. how much folic <laughs> acid I'm supposed to be taking, right? Um, so there's just so many questions. And even as you were like rattling off all those ingredients, I'm going, Yeah, but, you know, I don't know how much to look for, you know, I don't know if, you know, do any of those ingredients, like I said earlier, like I get an upset stomach, you know, with Mm -hmm. different vitamins, even when I'm not pregnant, I have to be very careful, that kind of stuff. So I'm always worried. I'm like, is this going to make me sick? Do I have to take this with food? You know, I've got like a gazillion questions. So, um... Let's talk about ingredients we should maybe avoid or be very, you know, more knowledgeable about because, again, there's just so much out there. I wanted to kind of, you know, reel this in a little bit. Are, are they putting stuff, and maybe maybe it's just because they're not educated, okay, I don't want to, you know, suggest that there's malice here, but, you know, is, is there stuff in prenatal vitamins that you look at and you're like, what in the world? What are they doing Definitely. Here? Definitely. And I agree with you. I don't think it's malice at all.
0: What I've learned in this journey of developing Element is that it really comes down to manufacturing processes. Mm. Most of the prenatal vitamins are using, and this is very common within the supplement category, they're using off-the-shelf blends. What that means is that a manufacturer will have um, you know, all different raw ingredients and they'll have their prenatal blend, which will include a bunch of different raw ingredients. And so a brand can come along and say, you know, maybe we want to add a bit more folic acid or a bit more biotin and they'll kind of customize it and slap their own label on it. But it's not fundamentally different from whatever the manufacturer originally had. And so what that what ends up happening with that is that there end up being sometimes these auxiliary ingredients that really don't need to be in there, as well as various colorants or flavor enhancers. And so in particular, there are five offenders that we really encourage people to look out for. The first one, actually, that I would like to talk about today and share with you has actually been in the news quite a bit in the last few weeks. I don't know if you've heard about this, the whole um, class action lawsuit with Skittles, the candy. (gasps) I did just hear something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are not aware, Skittles is a brand from the Mars chocolate company that is in a highly publicized class action lawsuit with titanium dioxide being, quote, unfit for human consumption. The ingredient has actually been banned in Europe. In May of 2021, they announced that titanium dioxide would be taken out of any foods and not considered safe for human consumption. And the reason for that is it has it's considered genotoxic. It has the ability to change DNA. And so the U.S. has not yet established that rule. And so we still see a lot of titanium dioxide in everything from food to toothpaste, including of course, prenatals. It turns out, yep, in in our analysis, about 15% of prenatal brands have titanium dioxide. It's usually listed as a colorant or a whitener, uh, brands like Targets Up and Up, even doctor-prescribed brands like Vitapurl. So
2: that's the first one that we say to look out for, titanium dioxide. Doreen, can I just interrupt you for just a second? So I have an honest question. If this has been let's just take the Skittles, you know, this was in Skittles or is in Skittles. Why are we just now hearing about this? Did they just change their formula? From my knowledge, I had Skittles growing up, you know, like what is going on here? Why, Why is this just now coming to light? Do you have any insight on that? Look I think that understanding
0: regarding nutrition it's still a very new field and there is still a lot of research that is being undertaken by researchers globally I think in general with food and nutrition it's one of those Types of categories where it's innocent until proven guilty rather Mm -hmm. than the other way around. And there's other geographies that take um, things much more conservatively than we do here in the US. And especially with supplements and vitamins, it's kind of a free for all. It's not an FDA regulated um, category. And because of that, brands and manufacturers can get away with putting things in there that, again, are more for their convenience rather than the health and wellness of us as moms and, of course, our babies.
2: Gotcha. Okay, so we have titanium dioxide. What's next?
0: Second is silicon dioxide, also known as silica. So silica itself is actually really important. It's a trace mineral, but supplementation is not usually needed because most people get plenty of this in their diet. The kind of safe upper limit is anywhere from 700 mg per day up to uh, 1,700 per day. And like titanium dioxide, there are some studies that have shown that it can cause pregnancy complications. This is from animal studies. I do want to caveat that obviously Obviously humans are not exactly the same as rats and mice that they do these studies on, but there are some indications that it can cause complications and about a third of brands have silica in them, including high-end brands, parallel, natalist, seeking health, ritual, et cetera. And so it's just one of those that there's not really a reason to have it in there in the prenatal. And so if you can avoid it, might as well. Yeah, absolutely. I hope I'm not scaring anyone. I mean, there are <laughs> brands out there that uh, you know can provide um everything you need and nothing that you don't. And again, that's what I have spent the last 5 years really digging into and um there there's a lot, you know, a lot here to unpack.
2: Absolutely. And and that's not the purpose. Like, yeah, anyone listening, we're not trying to scare you. We're trying to give you information because there are a lot of different yes. products out there and knowledge is power, right? So you can literally take notes from today's podcast. Next time you go to the store, just take a look around, shop according to the, not the labels, you know, of what stuff, stuff is called, but the label, the ingredient labels. So that's what we're hoping that you guys do. Okay, go ahead. Number
0: three, we have boron. Boron is another uh, ingredient that is something that everyone should get day to day, but most people get plenty of it just from their diet. For example, you get it in half a cup of avocado or a medium sized peach. That's all you really need in terms of boron on a daily level. So, in terms of supplements, there are brands that include boron. It's about 15% of brands, based on our analysis. Whole Foods, 365, has uh, boron in it. Care of Ritual actually boasts about having boron, which I've always found to be surprising. They consider it one of their 12... key ingredients, even though, again, it's not something that people really need to supplement with. And there have been some early studies. This is out of, um, I'm just looking it up now, out of Argentina, that people who have been exposed to boron during pregnancy, it's actually a developmental toxicant. It's a metalloid, and um, it can cause lower birth weight um, as well as developmental delays. So our perspective would be to avoid boron and um, just get boron naturally from the diet instead of from the from a, a capsule. Okay, let's move on to our fourth, which is manganese. Um, another one where supplementation is simply not needed. Most people get plenty of it. It comes, you know, you can get your full day's amount within a cup of brown rice or chickpeas or spinach. The safe tolerable upper limit is eleven milligrams during a pregnancy. The challenge with manganese is that it actually inhibits iron absorption. So the problem is, and we'll talk about this more in terms of timing um, as we get into the episode, but um, iron is critical during pregnancy. Blood volume doubles by month nine. And so... um, Oftentimes, women are iron deficient by the time they get to their ninth month of pregnancy. And so if your supplement is including manganese alongside the iron, you're really not getting all of the iron support that you need. Um, And there was one large longitudinal study that found that high intake of manganese, especially in the second trimester, is associated with higher rates of preterm birth. Um, Mm. So again, just one of those that, yes, obviously you need it day-to-day, but you should just get it from food, not from supplementation. Okay. And the last one on our ones to avoid list is molybdenum. Cup of yogurt or milk will provide you half of the full amount that you need every day. A safe, tolerable upper limit is 2,000 micrograms during pregnancy. A study from Mexico showed that there was a potential negative association between molybdenum intake and neurodevelopment. So this is another one that based on the latest clinical research, we highly recommend avoid it in a supplement, just get it from your food. And that is really the key to all of this is that at the end of the day, a supplement really should be just that. It's supplemental. It should be giving you an added boost of things that you need, but it shouldn't be giving you things that you don't need or certainly things that are toxic for you or, you know, items that are going through class action lawsuits right now. So that's, um, you know, really what we want everyone to be aware of. And um, just to demystify these ingredients that people may have heard of and know that they're healthy in some levels and in some capacities, but don't necessarily need to be featured in your prenatal. Yeah.
2: The last thing we want to be when we're pregnant is lab rats. (laughs) We want to know that everything that we're doing is legit. So I have a follow-up question. Sometimes on labels, I see the words natural flavors or natural flavoring, the five that we just went through. Will those show up like on the side? I think you mentioned one of them might fall into an others category or something like that. Could any of these show up as natural flavors? Because when I see natural flavors, I go, "Uh uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Why do I think that that's not really natural? If you can't even tell me what it is, I don't trust it. (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. Um, Yes,
0: that's exactly right. Whenever you see those kind of coded words um, like natural flavors or natural colorants, it's chemicals. It's not natural at all. Um, And so absolutely these ingredients, there's a strong crossover there. So for example, titanium dioxide is often used as a colorant or a whitener just to create a more even look within the capsule. So it's really more aesthetic than it is anything health related. And so absolutely you should have your um, sort of antennae up about that as, as a warning sign.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you see too, um, talking about things just being done to make them look pretty. You'll see like yellow dye or red dye number nine or, you know, and they have these weird names and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound good either. Why would I purposely like, what do I care what the vitamin looks like? You know, I mean, I know aesthetically they're trying to make it look pleasing, but what's most important is what's in the vitamin, not how pretty it looks. Exactly.
0: And I think that's changed over time. It might have been something that, you know, back when these vitamins were newer, I mean, there's now there are now so many on the market. There used to be, you know, not as many choices. And so that was maybe a differentiator for some brands. But I think that now that people are having access to information much more readily than they were before. They're really pulling back the curtain on a lot of those things and really choosing to prioritize health and wellness over
2: um, some of those aesthetic priorities. Yeah, I hope so. I hope the tide is changing for sure, at least after listening to this episode. I hope all of our listeners look at prenatal vitamins a little bit differently. Okay, Doreen, thank you so much for that information. We will be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Preggy Pals. Now, before the break, we were talking with Doreen Block about the ingredients inside prenatals, specifically things that we should probably watch out for. So now we're going to bring our pregnant mamas back into the conversation and maybe get some of their reaction. All right. So ladies, I would love to know, were you surprised at some of the things that Doreen mentioned and some things to look out for? Natalie, do you have any thoughts on that?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, my ears definitely perked up when Doreen, you were talking about the iron deficiency because I am—I've been diagnosed, I guess, with severe iron deficiency right now. Not once has any have any of my providers asked me what prenatal I'm taking, um, and so I will definitely be checking those ingredients right after we get off this call. Well, it's
0: if we can just pause on that for a moment. I mean, there is a big knowledge gap with the providers who we turn to for information who we expect to inform us. And it's really not uh, necessarily their fault. You know, doctors, OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, they are instructed and trained in delivering babies and having, you know, allowing people to have healthy pregnancies. They are not extensively trained in nutrition or supplementation. So that's the reason that it's actually been really exciting that now that doctors are hearing about Element, they are recommending it now more to -to moms-to-be. It's almost like Element can become a a broader part of the extended care team. Because you're exactly right. I mean, so many people have that challenge that they get to the, the eighth or ninth month and they're um, severely iron deficient. And iron is one of those ingredients that it takes time to build up in the bloodstream. So that's one thing that we're hyper-focused on at Element is making sure that with iron, it's incrementally increasing over the course of pregnancy and making sure that also you are are not taking iron at the same time as when you're taking calcium. And um, I'm sure Sunny will get more into this with you yeah. too, in terms of your questions on the kind of timing of when to take supplements. But um, it's, it's really interesting to hear that. And I, I hope that you will be feeling better as soon as the, the baby is born in terms of the, the iron, since the blood volume really reduces um, as soon as the delivery is over.
4: Thank you. Yeah, that was all really helpful information. So, thank you so much. I definitely, if I ever do this again, I'm not convinced I will, but I will definitely be armed <laughs> with uh, with more information when it comes to prenatals.
2: They all say that, and then <laughs> a few months later, <laughs> I know I said that after the first. <laughs> okay, and Trisha, was there was there anything that Doreen was talking about? You're like, oh, that's really interesting. Anything that that you felt like you learned from that? Oh,
3: yeah, definitely. I learned loads. I think the the thing that's been frustrating as a first time mom to be is just that, like, I, I don't know, I feel like I didn't find out what I needed to be taking right at the beginning of pregnancy. And so every time I found out something new, it was like, why did no one tell me this if it's that important? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about like my gummies, I realized like, at the end of my first trimester, that it didn't have iron. And Natalie, and I actually talked about this before too, because she had a gummy that also didn't have iron. So now I would take an iron supplement in addition. I had no idea. You can't take iron with calcium. That's good to know. So uh, yeah. yeah, and I was just reading the label on my prenatal vitamins uh, as Doreen was going through all the things to avoid... I was like, oh, sweet. None of them are in my prenatal. And then she got to natural (laughs) flavors. I was like, dang it. That's how
2: they get you. How how do you even
3: find out if the natural flavors are the bad, like, are the natural flavors necessarily going to be like the bad ingredients? I'm curious about that.
0: Yeah, not necessarily. It's tough to know because that's the thing with the FDA requirements on labeling is that if an ingredient does not make up a certain weight amount within the product, they don't even need to list it. So it could be really trace amounts of things that are included that might not even be on the label. Look, I think with natural flavors, it's not the worst of the offenders. I I would definitely say mostly personally, I'm looking out for things like titanium dioxide,
3: silica, and boron. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great to hear. Yeah. And so I, I learned a lot. This is a lot of information and all very helpful. And I hope to do this again and again, like I said before, be more informed.
2: <laughs> well, Doreen, let's talk about the frequency of taking the prenatals because, and you kind of touched on this already, and I think this ties back into iron. Um, I know for me personally, I was looking for the easiest vitamin to take, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I have an upset stomach with most vitamins. So I was told that gummies, I think, oh my gosh, my husband brought home this one uh, jar of vitamins. I, it, it tasted more like sugar coated, like tasted like a candy. It's like they, they took the gummy vitamins and put sugar on it. And I was like, what in the world is this? But I was taking things like that, um, which I just didn't feel good about at at all, but I was specifically looking for one a days because I, because again, I was already getting upset stomachs. I have, you know, I have a history of having heartburn when I'm pregnant. So, you know, I'm dealing, you know, as every pregnant woman is just dealing with multiple things, right? But your customized vitamins, which we're going to talk, start talking about now, you recommend, you basically have two different packages, one to take in the AM and the PM. So I wanted to dive into that a little bit and talk about the importance of dividing up your vitamins. Absolutely. This is really not talked about enough and it's absolutely critical.
0: Vitamins are absorbed differently in the body depending on what type they are. So there are some vitamins like A, E, vitamin D, vitamin K, which are fat soluble. This means that they are better absorbed with fats. Other vitamins like vitamin B or vitamin C are water-soluble, and that means that they're better absorbed on an empty stomach with just a glass of water. Now, it's very common, we hear this from a lot of our customers, I would say 50 to, to 70% that with typical prenatals that they've taken in the past, they've had a lot of indigestion or nausea or just general... Um, uh, discomfort when it comes to taking the products. And that's often because they these other manufacturers are trying to jam so many ingredients into these capsules that are fighting for um, The uh, absorption and canceling each other out and just kind of wrecking havoc. And that makes, that gives people a sense of sort of pill fatigue, as it's called. They just want to take one a day and kind of have their discomfort out of the way. What we're here to say is that you do not have to suffer with this discomfort. A lot of this has to do with the, again, the convenience of the manufacturer and not for the benefit of the mom and the baby. And so um, with Element, we designed the first ever two-sided packet, which has one side for the morning, uh, which are all of the capsules that you need to take just with water first thing in the morning. And then you have your PM side, which are all the capsules that you need to take with food. And this has been designed in such a way that none of the ingredients cancel each other out. You're really getting everything you need and nothing that you don't at the right time and making it super simple so that you don't need, again, to have a PhD in order to have the best possible prenatal experience. And so the the main one to keep in mind is the, cal- the calcium and iron. So again, if you're taking an iron supplement, whether it's with element or um, separately, make sure that you are not taking it at the same time as calcium or any sort of calcium rich foods like milk or anything like that. You really want to get your iron alone um, and and not take it with any other ingredients.
2: Mama said, you heard of that before? I had never heard, and, and I was iron deficient when I was pregnant too. I never heard that something could cancel out iron. I was shocked when Doreen first told me that.
4: Yeah, I that was actually one of the instructions they did give me
2: oh, <laughs> when good, yeah. uh, I started good.
4: taking. I found out around 24 weeks that I had an iron deficiency and they told me, yeah, don't take it with calcium. And so I had been very careful with that. Um, still, I guess my numbers were unchanged around, you know this time in pregnancy. So now I'm severely anemic. Um, We got to get you on elements. Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But yes, I had heard that before, but I'm learning so much about how it all works together.
2: Well, that's a really good lead-in, Natalie. Thank you. Because I wanted to talk more about how our bodies change throughout pregnancy, right? And the needs that we have in our first trimester are different than the second and the third. And then on top of that, you may develop certain, you know, I'll just call them complications or your body may be going through different things when you're pregnant. So for example, um, I had gestational diabetes with my first baby and I would have really have liked to had you know, more support, you know, with those kind of things that my body was dealing with. And ideally that should come from a prenatal. That is why we are taking these vitamins to help our bodies. So, uh, Doreen, I wanted to, you know, talk to you a little bit about that because that's what your vitamins are focused on. It's, it's customizing the experience. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of that?
0: That's exactly right. Customization is critical and it's not talked about enough. You know, each body is different, each pregnancy is different, and your prenatal should be too. Um, You know, again, historically, this has just never been available before, uh, but we're so excited that we've developed this now and, and kind of figured out the manufacturing processes in order to create this true customization for each Pregnant body. There's really two ways that we look at customization. The first is by stage of pregnancy. So, as you mentioned, trimester one and trimester three are quite different in terms of the nutritional needs. In trimester one, for example, the folate or folic acid is really critical. It becomes less critical by the time you're in the third trimester. Whereas in the second trimester, calcium is really important because the baby's body is building up that bone mass. And if you as the pregnant person are not getting enough calcium, that calcium is just coming straight from your bones. And so, um, you know, the baby's always going to get most of what it needs from you, but that's where you as a pregnant person might start to feel weaker or um, start to have some of these symptoms like restless leg syndrome, et cetera, that are really uncomfortable. And it's really, empowering, I think, for our customers that we are listening to them and listening to these different health and wellness experiences that they're having and looking at the clinical data and saying, we can adjust your protocol to accommodate for these different things. So there's the stage of pregnancy. There's also different individual preferences. So there are people who have certain dietary patterns. Maybe they're gluten-free or they have a, an allergy um, to lactose or to fish. There are all of these different factors that we can accommodate for the first time and really empower each person to have the best possible prenatal supplement experience.
2: I love it, Mamas, I wanted to bring you guys back into this. I mean, what do you think of the idea of a customized vitamin? had Have you ever heard of something like this before? was would that have been something that you, you know you would have found interesting if we had caught you guys before <laughs> before now, before your babies are ready to come out? What do you think? Yeah, I think I definitely would have been
3: interested in that just like I said earlier. I feel like it was such a learning curve, and I'm not <laughs> a nutritionist and don't have that sort of background. So, I appreciate that Doreen did the five years of work to make it so that someone knows what you're supposed to be taking. Yeah, I definitely would have been interested. And with
0: a lot of help, by the way, we have an amazing medical advisory board, including maternal fetal medicine specialists and nutritionists and fertility specialists. And also, interestingly, about 80% of the people who have signed up to learn more about Element are still preconception. So we do encourage people, even if you're not pregnant now, or if you're thinking about getting pregnant again, definitely sign up with us because it's very important to be taking some kind of prenatal even before conception. And I can go into more detail there if, if anyone's interested, or you can find more info on our website.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely include the link to the website in our show notes for you guys. It'll be on our website for com, And uh, that's a great way to get started. Okay. Well, thank you guys. This was an awesome conversation. I think we learned a ton about prenatal vitamins and what to look for. So thank you guys so much. And everyone who joined us for today's episode, be sure to check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the
0: ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation.
2: That wraps up our show for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you love Preggy Pals as much as we do, Please consider checking out the amazing businesses that sponsor our shows week after week. And we would also love for you to tell one other pregnant mama about this resource. Just one. You guys all know. We all know each other, right? All the pregnant mamas know the other pregnant mamas. Of course, this podcast is absolutely free. And if you want to check out some of the other podcasts we produce, we have Newbies. Again, that's the show that Navalie hosts. We have Parent Savers, The Boob Group, and Twin Talks. It's all on our website, newmommymedia.com. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals. Your pregnancy, your way.
1: This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. And should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.